0: On the Curtain Jerks, right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver, and I'm Steve Sears. Oh, uh, we. Uh, this is a huge week. This is, this is big. This week is big. There's a lot of stuff going on in wrestling again. Night of
1: champions. It's never, is there a slow season for wrestling ever? Uh, yeah, I think it's whenever we lose interest, really. Yeah, that's true. Of, like, whenever you you decide to take a step back from wrestling and just not watch for a while. You mean when I'm
0: off the road?
1: Yeah, when you're off the road, Scott. That's how you you start the exciting season of wrestling. You take a little bit of time off. When you come back, you're like, whoa, hey, this is pretty good. Mm -hmm. You watch it week to week, nine hours of content, check the dirt sheets... It's like you get to you get to see inside the hot dog factory.
0: That's why I don't check the dirt sheets because I hate seeing how my hot dogs are made.
1: That's true. And the fact that I call them dirt sheets makes me feel dirty. Yeah. I don't want any
0: dirty lips
1: and assholes. No no no. I wanna the most clean I wanna kiss the cleanest lips and buttholes.
0: Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? Listeners, you do. You're listening to Cartoon Jerks. it's the funny wrestling podcast. We bring you the funniest stuff going on in wrestling each and every week. Um, Granted,
1: we should point out that lips and buttholes are the parts of the animal usually they didn't think people could use or eat, but that's what's inside of hot dogs.
0: It's a delicacy, everybody. Yeah, and That's some... what you say when you eat that nasty stuff. You go, it's a delicacy.
1: Do you remember the kid at school who would peel the skin off the hot dog and then eat it?
0: Oh, Phil Ranta? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple <laughs> guest of the show. With Phil Ranta? Uh, yeah. No, I've never seen a kid do that, actually. I have.
1: I also determined in junior high uh if you microwave hot dogs you can see how long it takes before they like they they do expand yeah and then they explode yeah and you can like you can get a hot dog to the to a beef jerky sort of uh consistency
0: uh what's really awesome is you make one single bean explode there's a lot inside one bean
1: really oh yeah is it like, like one does it turn into a fluff is it like a popcorn uh, no, like,
0: I, I'm talking like a a uh, like a baked bean or a refried bean. You just take one of those. Oh, I got, oh, and you uh, put cooked, in, uncooked? Well, it's been cooked once. It's already been fried and then refried. Okay. And now it's microwaved. Gotcha. And then you find out how much there is in that one bean when you have to clean up that uh, microwave or throw it out and get a whole new microwave if you're really wasteful.
1: <laughs> there was an abrupt edit right there because Bobby McFerrin's YouTube video we were listening to started abruptly.
0: That's right. Uh, so, I'm still catching up on TNA. Uh, you, we watched a little bit of it beforehand. Yeah, exciting stuff. Uh, still in the Manhattan Center, um, it was basically watching the 9/11 show. Sar- uh, Sergeant Christopher Melendez, one-legged wrestler. But have you, have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> well, he's he's uh, he lost one leg in the in the war. Um, and has a prosthetic, unlike the prosthetic that Zach Gowan had, uh, where it was like a hollow plastic leg.
1: I bet Gowan also had the, uh, uh, didn't he have like the, horse, the hook one, where it looks like for <laughs> the, running? The deadly weapon. Well, there's one that's like a, sp- a coiled spring, so you can use it for more dynamic movement. Runners have it.
0: In this time in WWE, no. Okay. He didn't. Now in the indies? I don't know. I don't know the prosthetic, like, when they had it. I know, here's what I know about prosthetics. I know the
1: fugitive. Okay, the man, the man with one arm killed my wife.
0: Yeah, uh, Harrison Ford getting that guy. That guy had a really shitty arm. Like Oh, really yeah, one struggle and it came right off. That's like 94. Then I move up to my prosthetic knowledge and uh, Zach Allen in WWE. Mm-hmm. A better prosthetic, but still seemingly a hollow leg that Vince McMahon can kick out during an arm wrestling contest. And then he only has one leg to stand on, and then we move up to Sergeant Christopher Melendez with like super awesome bionic leg that he's got a shoe on it. <laughs> yeah, it makes you go, well, shit. If I lost a leg, I'd be all right. Yeah, because that's a pretty badass leg.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like that uh, Impact is really pushing the whole sort of served his country. They showed his Purple Heart. They
0: did a final segment on one of the Impact the way the purple shows. Heart.
1: He wouldn't receive a Purple Heart. Why not? He'd have to be dead, I think, to receive a Purple Heart. His
0: leg is dead, Steve. Ah, uh, okay. Honor his leg. With a hot dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how we're doing it these days. Uh, you hear that? Support the <laughs> troops, even when they come home.
0: Eat <laughs> a hot dog for the troops. <laughs> uh, and uh, they gave a whole final segment to Impact of his induction into the active roster. Because he was trained by the Dudleys. They told his whole story and did all that. And it was really emotional and cool uh, and then he had his first match uh, that you saw highlights of against DJ Z I was wondering like who the guy was gonna be mm-hmm. that he was gonna have to wrestle like who's the dickbag going against the American hero who gets his chance yeah
1: pick somebody from the Division that nobody <laughs> likes
0: <laughs> yeah pick a tiny guy yeah fuck that guy uh, who's guy? Who's not from here originally I don't think or his, his ancestry
1: who the uh, the he, DJ guy mhm what's his name Zima Ion yeah but he, now he's DJ Z. That's right, Steve. Well, more like DJ got his ass kicked. Am I right? It is right. Yeah, he got his
0: ass kicked. Um, so there was that, and then they still got the tag team stuff going on, and then soon they're going to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which I think that show one of those shows is Steel Country.
1: Happened. Steel Country, Scott. It's good old Steel Country. Why do you know that? Bethlehem Steel.
0: It's where Jesus was born, Steve.
1: Ah, but that was in Jerusalem. This is Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Heart of the steel industry. Steel country. Scott, steel country. Is there any steel made out of Bethlehem? No, that's... Uh, Jerusalem? You mean hot dogs? Ham <laughs> st- ham steel? A g- girders of ham? Hot dogs. I would love
0: to see the tag team of ham steel. Who would you put in there?
1: Ham steel? Uh, Bill DeMott in the 90s. <laughs> and then for steel, uh, like, just a really... Oh, oh, so It's Sha- Shaq. Sha- 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 and Bill DeMott. Shaq? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, Okay. Uh, Get ready for the ham steal! All the butts and lips you're fit to kiss. <laughs> and then uh, we saw other stuff too. We saw we saw Tajiri. Oh uh, no facial hair. Yeah, that's what.
2: Weirded. Oh no facial hair.
0: That's what weirded me out about him too. I'm like, oh, he looks weird. It looks, oh, he just says not have a
1: goatee. It looks like they went back in time and took young fifteen year old schoolboy Tajiri and brought him to the future to wrestle and put
0: him on his dad's body.
1: Yeah, it was very. He's he's doing okay, right, Scott?
0: He looks fine. like yeah. It's just age a little bit. like it, Everything that was more taut back in the day, the gravity took a hold of it. And-
1: uh, he, I think, had my favorite sort of like nickname. The Japanese buzzsaw, I think, is one of my favorite nicknames I've ever heard.
0: I'm surprised you haven't turned that into a movie. The
1: Japanese buzzsaw? Yeah. But uh, the, uh, <laughs> the Tokyo Gore police and <laughs> Karate ro- Robo Zobagore people, I think, probably already have. Yeah, and look, I
0: know you're getting that title right too. Karate
1: Robo Zobagor. Yes. We tried to, to watch it together, right? Yep. I never finished it, Scott. You talk like I watch that movie every night when I go home. I just browse it. I don't watch it. God, that fucking
2: movie.
1: Uh, Nishimura, I think, is the name. They're like, there's a director, and he works with the same special effects team, and they have like the one. I one of the movies I saw had a chair made out of human flesh that shot. Uh, milk out of the nipples that were on the seat of the chair that I think burned holes through things. Oh, that old gag? Yeah. Tokyo Gore Police and uh, Robo Girl, I think it... Robo... So, whatever the fuck, man. <laughs> Where are our hot dogs? It's hot today. It's the first day of autumn and it is hot.
0: Yeah, it's... it. The weather broke here for a little bit in Southern California and it's back to being fucking hot and miserable again.
1: You know what, I mean, it's not just the temperature. I think I'm also just stressed.
0: What are you stressed over? Oh, just like... Tajiri's... Goatee?
1: Tajiri's back. Like, I'm worried that since they brought young Tajiri to the future, that like something terrible is going to happen in the past that we don't know about. Like some sort of time paradox. Mm. (laughs) Mmm.
0: All the colors of the mist change.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so, great... What was it? There wasn't Great Muda. Who was the other guy in that match with Tajiri? Sonata.
0: He was formerly known as Sonata.
1: Great, it's now Great Sonata, the Great Sonata, and James Storm versus Tajiri and Austin
0: Aries. Austin
1: Aries. Uh, I was about to say great match. Sounds like I didn't see it at all because I was asking for all the pointers. Well,
0: you're on your phone most of the time.
1: Well, it's true, business, business, business. But they're
0: painting the picture for you through the storytelling of commentary.
1: Well, which brings up a very interesting point Thanks. from watching the ten minutes or twenty minutes or thirty minutes of Impact we watched together. <laughs> I was really on my phone. Uh, the commentary was. Like light years ahead of WWE, I watched Night of Champions the other night and with commentary off, and it was brilliant.
0: Oh, uh, I envy you. Uh, during the telecast, I really wanted to switch to the Spanish, if not German. The German guys aren't out there anymore.
1: Can you do That's Spanish? Uh, well, because their time in the sun is past now, we have to wait till the next World Cup winners <laughs> for the new language commentators.
0: Yeah, I don't. On the network, I don't know how to change the language settings during it. Like, you can turn on closed captions so I can see all the awful, stunted (laughs) shit that they say. But I don't want that. I'd rather listen to excitement in another language and not know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like, I used to watch those, uh... God, what company was that? Like, FMW, I want to say? Those Japanese DVDs? And they had English alternate commentary, but I would only watch it in Japanese, because it's just that much more exciting. Oh, because they're... You don't know.
1: They're recording it then, at the time. They're not... Like, it's not like there's guys watching. It's out... I always assume that when it's a different language commentary that's dubbed in, they're doing it hours after the fact. hmm And they're watching it on a tiny screen somewhere, opposed to being there live.
0: Yeah, and... Just when you when
1: you don't know the language in the well, Speaking of not knowing the language, none of the commentators use the wrestling moves anymore. I think Rzecca said on the show, they're not allowed to say wrestling moves anymore.
0: It's crazy.
1: And the old how are you supposed to know what a fisherman suplex is? The only way to know what a wrestling move is anymore is in the create a wrestler in any of the wrestling games. Yeah. There's no way you're gonna see know what it is. It's
0: like the biggest fuck you to Joey Styles could be made. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, they didn't like what he did, and it's like, uh, they remove him out of there, and it's like, God, that guy loved to name every single move there was, every single hold. Now we'll take him all away.
1: Yeah. Everything
0: is, look at that, and oh! Oh, he's obviously using a modified,
1: ouchie, ouchie, yeah. ah!
0: Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really disappointing.
1: You know what else is disappointing, Scott? What? Florida-Georgia line, and them commentating on Night of Champions.
0: Yeah, that was a... Uh, that was during the Miz and, uh... Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler with, uh, respectively... No, you're supposed to say it afterwards, I think. With R. Ziggler and Damien Mizdow in their corners, respectively.
1: <laughs> Is that how they always say it? Respectively? Yeah.
0: Which I guess just means, like, eh, it's in, you know... They're figured there too, out which, yeah. Which, which corner they're in. So they were there, um... And it was for the Intercontinental
1: Championship. A prestigious championship. That's right, yeah.
0: Uh, And it seemed as though it wasn't taken seriously because of Florida-Georgia line being there. These two guys, Tyler Hubbard and Brian Kelly, uh, that are doing commentary along with it, plug in their shit and all the stuff going on amongst a prestigious title match in a pay-per-view mm-hmm. called Night of Champions. When one champion would be decided. Mm-hmm. It's very frustrating, Scott. It is really frustrating. I'm glad I only had to listen to it once and I never have to listen to it again.
1: Well, Scott, I've got a surprise for you. I, no. no Are you, you telling me no, that you. you had enough Florida Georgia line at Night of Champions? Yeah,
0: I. if you were following on Twitter that night, you, you saw what I said.
1: Well, sources say they were actually talking the entire match and were actually muted several times during the match. Oh, well, that's good to know. Moving on. (laughs) No, hold on. We have an exclusive, unedited audio track of Florida Georgia Line talking during that Night of Champions match.
0: We're going to play the whole track?
1: No, 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 just an excerpt. Just an excerpt. Oh, okay. But just to let you know that they have other things to say besides their random grunts. (laughs) Okay. So here's the isolated audio track for Florida Georgia Line. Yeah. Yeah, huh? <laughs> totally, JBL. You you're really onto something. Why doesn't the other guy have a hat? One guy's got a cowboy hat and he got
0: a crown, but this other fella ain't got no hat.
1: Hey, keep it keep it down, pal. He's just got that greasy little mop on his head. Looks like a little rat died on top of his face. Oh man. Oh, look at that DDT did right there. Oh, that was nice. Scott Ziegler got some good movement going on.
0: Float over one. Two. Ooh, kick out. That's a lot of uh, heart and integrity you got there. Yeah, really. Yeah, okay, you're really telling the story. Yeah, man. You know, I like to follow this stuff. I really like to give it credibility.
1: You know what? I wouldn't believe that just based on our, you know, our appearance here. I feel like just for promotion, but I feel like you really enjoy the wrestling.
0: Oh, yeah. Hey, speaking of promotion, we're going to be doing tribute to the troops Uh, Christmas time. So, round right up all the youngins. We're going to be singing some songs. That's right. We're going to be joining the WWE doing tribute for the troops. Hey, uh, Jerry, uh, are you listening to us or are you just looking at all those nudie pictures? Hey, hey, Jerry? Is that that velvet sky? Oh, wow,
1: that's the cloud photos. Oh, man, stop leaning over me. Stop leaning over hey, me. Hey, I want to see. Hey, look, now my chair's rolling out. Hey, look, you can see bush. All right, let me kick my legs. I'll roll back over. Wow, look at all that bush. Jerry, come on, pass the phone over here. Oh, looks like the Miz took a devastating strike to the face. Hey,
0: that was all right. You should just say, though, what it was. Was it a kick or a punch? Oh, good call, man. Sorry. do yeah. wait till the next one. Now, that Damien Mizdow, he sure is a, a team player. Yeah, certainly.
1: Certainly. Ooh, here comes Ziggler with some smashing forearms. Oh, how was that? Hey, that was pretty good, man. Thanks, thanks. Oh, oh look at that chick in the third row. Oh, wow. Do
0: you think she knows who we are? Of course she does. It's Tennessee.
1: All right. Hey, check this out. I'm going to get over the eyes.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that's pretty good,
0: man. She's no longer watching the match. She's yeah. focusing on us. The real story. I'll say,
1: hey, give her the eyes, too.
0: Zero.
1: Oh, that's the eyeball. Come on now. Put yeah, it away. Yeah, look at my eyeball. Put it away. Put it
0: away. Let me draw a Florida Georgia line for you to oh, cross, Bendicate. Don't,
1: don't make me tap it, or I'll take mine out. Oh, I
2: dare you, man. All right, boom. Yeah. Now right. let's
1: make them kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you heard it here first that isolated audio track for Florida Georgia Line at Night of Champions. Not not going to lie to you, Scott. I feel like their presence was just really distracting and had they had not had they not edited that track, I feel like that Night of Champions match would have been even more poorly received. That was terrible. <laughs> why? Why would they let those guys out there? Because it's the you. You ex- explained it to me that one time. Thanks the, for pointing. You. You explained it to me. Steve it's, did that. Steve pointed aggressively. <laughs> you explained it to <laughs> me. It's the crossover promotion. It's having um, Captain Lou Albano on Saturday morning cartoons, or what's her name, um, Cindy Lauper at WrestleMania. It's even though you don't think it's the right fit. It gets more exposure, and Florida Georgia Line is apparently the number one country music band in on the planet right now, which I think is honestly stupid. Yeah, but in no way they didn't they didn't hype
0: them being on. They didn't say they're coming to the pay per view. They didn't say like there was in no way was it anything where you you just had
1: to stumble upon it. Like Florida Georgia Line fans. Had you had you said they were gonna be there, you would have you would have more people would have watched or something. That's what yeah. you were saying. Yeah, the promotion wasn't there. So the fact so that they showed the, up, what the fuck was the point?
0: Hey, that's the equivalent of doing Goldberg and Hogan on Nitro. <laughs> Just giving that
1: shit away, bro. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's, it's a true. payday right there, man. <laughs> I could have headlined a pay-per-view. A lot oh. of good guys could have got paychecks for that. we Florida Georgia Line in the Night of Champions Intercontinental you know, main event.
0: That's right. Redo Bray Wyatt's song, Florida Georgia Line, to cover in a track, and then that's that's your fucking soul oh, right there.
1: Have Florida Georgia Line playing Bray Wyatt. Do you think Florida Georgia Line was just hanging out by the buses when they came in and just like,
0: hey, we're here. Cena. Cena, you can't see us. Cena.
1: Yeah, he actually couldn't. I I realized it was very negative of me to say that they're the number one band in the world and that's just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I I said it and then I was like, well, that's not really productive. I just think, uh, come on, come on.
0: (laughs) Come on, you bunch of stupid oafs. (laughs) Come on. Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, good for them. It's just, it
0: it didn't fit. Like, It didn't serve a purpose. It just took away. If you're going to put guys out there and do something, like have a purpose. Do something with them. Oh, also, have I, him play a song and have some wrestler come in and interrupt it. And yeah. if that, well, actually, the chances are most of fans will be like,
1: Yay, thank you,
0: instant good guy.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> but suddenly, bad news, Barrett is, Good news. <laughs>
0: yeah. Good news, the song is over.
1: Well, I think, you know what? The, my problem with it is, is it sounds like college country. Which is like the country music you hear in college that all the girls are singing to or something. I don't think yeah. pickup up trucks. I don't think yeah. like...
0: The, the country music guys I like are the ones that look like they've been like fighting and just Ew. drunk and beaten throughout their lives. Like Roger Allen Wade and, and white Cash guy blues.
1: And... That's what I, that's what I yeah. just said. Good country is white guy blues. It's the equivalent
0: of Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's just like, it's that guy yeah. as a country singer mm-hmm. that's been in brawls, been in fights... It's not Justin Gabriel.
1: Yeah, and that's
0: these guys. Florida, Georgia, like look, no, 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 no hat. That'll mess up my hair. Yeah,
1: pat, don't forget my padlock necklace, <laughs> which is not as cool as uh, Bull John Ray's Cena's or John Cena's. But I feel like that's that's what's so weird about it. Is these guys look like they exploded in a hot topic, and then these girls with nose rings put them back together. <laughs>
0: Hot Topic has a lot of wrestling gear, Steve.
1: Uh, speaking of which, our new sponsor, Hot Topic, has got a lot of great stuff, Scott.
0: I wish they were a sponsor. Shit,
1: they got funny shirts. You know, was, did you, well, was there a Hot Topic backlash when you were growing up at all?
0: Uh, no, only at one point did I start to hear about Like, I didn't go in there for a long time, and then only once did I walk by and see that they had, like, funny cartoon shirts and stuff, and I went, oh, I think I like this. Then I walked in and heard, like, weird death metal alternative music and went, Oh, I s- assume this is to drive my parents out of the store, yeah. so I can be my dark inner self. But I want like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff on the wall.
1: Well, I think there's like there's sort of all this weird stuff for the kids that feel like that no one likes the same stuff as them. Go to Hot Topic, you'll find a T-shirt you might like. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the music and all that. It's and then when I that used to be people sort of like, oh, it's cons- consumer individualism, blah blah blah. Yeah, I like that stuff. I like that, too. Give some, <laughs> like, It's that or go to Ross and buy yourself a...
0: A discount uh, XFL jersey.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. I, my birthday's coming up. <laughs> I have a bag full of them. My birthday's coming <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, I would wear the shit out of those. Like, we have a fucking stockpile. I say we because I want... When Scott dies, I'm claiming them. <laughs> you got to find them. Oh, my God. So many XFL jerseys, you guys.
0: Yeah. And I've never worn one of them. Never. Never.
1: You're just covered in lice.
0: No, I keep my stuff nice.
1: That's true. That's
0: Although true. I'm pouring sweat at the moment and I have a haggard beard, so it's like, you don't have anything nice at all.
1: Did we say we were comedians living in Los Angeles?
0: No, but now we did. All right. It's covered. <laughs> uh, Monday Night War. Have you seen any of this yet? I know you recently- I haven't seen
1: any of it. These are the ones narrated by Keith David, right?
0: Yeah. Vice President Keith David.
1: Why? Well, I want to see Vice President?
0: Then. Saints Row 4. Uh Game goes super meta, it's amazing. Um uh, Monday Night War documentary series is awesome. It's been really, really awesome. I feel like it's taken kind of a dip lately because they're so WWE focused. So they did like the back and forth wars and occasionally would show like the worst WCW footage they could, and then would often show the greatest WWE footage they could. And then every so often, you'd still see something. You go, no, 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 that was a shit segment. Like that was no good. (laughs) Don't treat it like it was the end all. Yeah. How do
1: they handle WCW taking the lead in the ratings?
0: They do a pretty good job. They show the weekly stats. They'll they'll put them up side by side, and occasionally show um, on the on the hour when it was measured what was being shown on each program at that time. And I really wasn't watching any of it. Like I came back in late '99, so I missed pretty much all this stuff. And it's a cool series to see back and forth There's interviews of old with Ted Turner Which he talks about so much I'm surprised they have all that footage There's a series of Bischoff stuff There's Vince talking from years ago And more recently Triple H it's like, There's a bunch of guys that they talk about And then they started focusing on DX and McFoley. The McFoley one's outstanding That's like, the one I,
1: whole... I've heard about But I want to see that I want to see the footage I want to see them talking about it I do not want to see DX riding that tank towards a shutting uh, garage door. I've seen that so many times.
0: I've seen it too, but it's it's still fun of them talking about it. You get a couple of different stories. You get a couple of different things. Like you get Jericho and Nash talking about it with them being inside. And yeah, you've heard some of those stories too, but when it's all mixed together in the package, like it's pretty cool. It, some of those are you can be doing something while watching that show. And it works out great. Like you don't really mess out on a whole bunch. Sometimes there's some footage where we go, "What the fuck is that?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I know recently, Oz! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did DX, Mick Foley, Bret Hart, which goes into some WCW stuff, and now they're doing ECW amongst oh, all that. Okay. But I don't know when the series ends, and it's a it's really a must watch on the channel. Like it's really really
1: cool. Do you uh, can you imagine if it goes sort of Ken Burns and at the end they talk about like the mishandling of the invasion and sort of like after an incredible run <laughs> both sides the biggest mishandling of any wrestling ever happening is the WCW invasion totally dropping the ball.
0: <laughs> yeah, they talk about the the wars and dropping the ball, mm-hmm. but they I don't know if they'll get that far. I don't know when it's going to end. And I wondered if TNA eventually comes to an end, or if WWE bought them at some point in a low point of where they are financially or something like that, would this ever happen? Would they ever acknowledge TNA in that sort of way? Or have the tapes and say like, yeah, they were around, they did some stuff, and at one point they tried to compete with us on Mondays, then we just brought Bet- Bret Hart out. And we killed him again.
1: Is that what happened with T- against TNA?
0: Yeah, when they went live on Monday nights, uh, it was... Hogan was coming out um and it was like they had all these surprises they were going live and Hogan was gonna be there is that the
1: one where Venus showed up also I, remember I think the... so yeah like had... and all of
0: fucking Hogan's friends like mm. the nasty boy showed up I was like oh no yeah no don't do all this like don't do these guys and then on the other end was uh Bret Hart was returning for the first time ever yeah um and I remember a bunch of you you weren't there
1: I remember watching the TNA version I thought because I
0: remember Yeah, it was over at my place like I I insisted there was a, a few of us there and I said I want to flip back and forth like how would it would have been in the Monday Night Wars yeah. but I want to start with the one that's not going to get that much credit first like I wanted to start with TNA and the second that the majority of us agree like all right this is lame switch over we then switch over mm-hmm. and then vice versa like once we reach a segment we're like all right this is lame switch back over again but we'd end up watching the whole thing. You get to see both. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, when we started TNA, it was quickly voted like, this is lame, switch over.
1: Uh-huh. Like, oh, God damn it, come on. Was this hit, uh, Hart coming back to have that match against Vince McMahon at WrestleMania?
0: Eventually, but yeah. this was the uh, him and Shawn Michaels made up while Shawn Michaels uh, was totally decked out in DX gear. Oh, yeah. Which felt not emotional at all, but apparently it was.
1: Well, they had new t-shirts and those giant glow sticks (laughs) to sell.
0: So many giant glow sticks. Speaking of all that great stuff on the WWE Network, we still have our contest going on. It's coming to an end very, very soon. September 30th, 11.59 p.m. Uh, What do we say? Eastern Standard Time or Pacific Standard Time? That gives them more time. Pacific. Pacific, yeah. Pacific Standard Time. Uh enter our contest for one free year of the wwe network there are two ways to enter we've been getting a lot of submissions now and finally we started to get in two submissions per person because you can submit up to two times have two entries uh go to soundcloud.com curtain jerks and you follow us on there and comment on any curtain jerks episode of course i do 16 bits podcast as well some of you've been uh, commenting on those episodes which uh, I'll figure out if I'll be a stickler on that or not. <laughs> uh, but uh, Scott loves the attention. I do. But uh, part of the contest is commenting on a Curtain Jerks episode. So f- follow us on there and comment on an episode. The other way to enter is go to iTunes, subscribe to Curtain Jerks on there, rate and review the podcast. That means you got to give a star rating to us. Preferably five would be great. And write a little review. Write a little blurb. Say some nice words. Say what you enjoy. Say uh, some uh, criticism. How dare you, you fuck faces. We give you something free that we work on very hard. Scott,
1: um, has Oh, yeah,
0: you fufaces. That means heels. <laughs> uh, so do that. And then send proof of that to curtainjerks at gmail.com. In a self-stamped
1: envelope. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, email that in a self-stamped envelope. A uh, proof of your entry on either SoundCloud or... On iTunes or both and that will get you entered into the contest and it ends soon we'll be announcing a, a winner in a couple of weeks here uh, we're actually doing a double today so when we come back we'll announce the winner on the show and then we'll put it out there on social media but we like to you know we like to push stuff to the podcast it's a big spot for us so that is huge Monday Night Wars you can watch on there and of course the pay-per-views which Something huge happened on the pay-per-view. That was totally unexpected. They've introduced a new show on the network like it's a big deal, but it's stupid. And I don't want to watch the show. It's breaking news. Because they had one thing of breaking news that they've shown ad nauseum. About Roman Reigns having a hernia.
1: So, like, what I thought was like breaking news. How do you have breaking news when you have to click on it? So, like, it's it's, the show is called Breaking News. It's not like you're watching, like, whatever, you're watching whatever, you're watching StarCade 92. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, Breaking News! And it interrupts your feed. Like, that's what I thought was so weird. It's not a new yeah. show. It's, like, calling calling a show breaking news is just, like, calling something exclusive.
0: Yeah, because they already have, like, This Week in WWE, which I'm sure it's going to be on there. They've mm-hmm. already shown it on every single show. They showed it on the pay-per-view. So then why would you then watch it separately. Does it have 12 extra mi- fi- minutes of footage with a doctor saying, uh, Scott Navarro can speak. He has jumble tongue.
1: Is it going to be in the archives where you can find the, it's two, in there. the two episodes of Breaking News?
0: It's in there right now. It's like uh, one of the original shows is Breaking News and there's a episode. Well, what are they going to have next week? I don't know. I think it's only going to be wrestler deaths and injuries.
1: this is horrific. What a terrible idea. So,
0: uh, you know, there was that. But with Roman Reigns having a hernia, being out, breaking news, everybody. (laughs) Uh, Seth Rollins had come out for his match. And then, holy shit, you know, he does an open challenge. There's no Roman Reigns. And then a cab comes to the arena and drops off who? Dean Ambrose. That's right. Uh, and then uh, Dean Ambrose didn't pay his cab fare, as JBL had pointed out. I think he probably paid on the way there, and he was like,
1: Hey, lady, I'm going to
2: get out of here with cooking right so I just want to make sure you get this stuff.
0: That's probably what happened. Yeah. Doing a Triple H impersonation.
1: Uh, that sounded <laughs> a lot like Dean Ambrose to me. <laughs> oh,
0: I thought Dean Ambrose was just doing a Triple H impersonation. Because he, he hates the authorities. He does hate
1: the authorities. hates it's the true. authority.
0: But I've been wondering what was completely glossed over is
1: everything means something in wrestling, Steve. Everything. Everything has a purpose. Yeah. There are no loose ends in wrestling, Scott.
0: Nobody drops storylines in wrestling.
1: You can look it up. You no, can check no. the archives of Breaking News. Yeah, the the Raw General Anonymous Manager is still out there, guys. It's Hornswoggle. It's Hornswoggle. We all know that. Is it, was that revealed as Hornswoggle? Yeah. How did he have so much control? That's ridiculous. <laughs> he had a laptop how under did, the ring, Steve. How did he even fucking? Oh, he had a second laptop. I was about to say, how yeah. did he reach the pedestal?
0: Yeah, yeah, they did. They do the countdown show, which is eh, uh, and uh,
1: well, top ten WWE
0: biggest disappointments ever. Uh, close. It was the top ten general managers. Oh goodness. And then that was one of them. And then they even. On that show, they don't do this normally. From the ones I've seen, they did the worst ones. And one of the worst ones was uh, President Jack Tunney, what? friend of the show.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Which, if it were timely at all, he'd come on here and respond. But we eh, no, told yeah. him uh, we didn't want to hear from him. Yeah. He's one of the worst guests we've had on the
1: show. I'll say this much. Uh, Jack Tunney's very disappointed we don't respond to his faxes.
0: <laughs> very disappointed by it. Um, so I want to know who drove that cab
1: at Night of Champions, well, and I don't know. Scott, we're journalists. We don't just do a podcast, but we do, we're journalists. Podcast we, journalists. You want to get to the bottom of this, let's get to the bottom of this. I don't know how. Where was the Night of Champions? Uh, uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, all right, let's get out this phone book that I've been sitting on. Well, Scott, we have another exclusive on this episode. We're going to be joined by the taxi cab driver himself from Night of Champions who dropped off Dean Ambrose joining us uh, right now. Over here? You want me to go over here? Is it over here? Joker Sting? Yeah, baby, it's me, Joker Sting. Got a little old newsboy cap because I've been driving the old cab around (laughs) So
0: you were the driver.
1: I was the driver. So, Sting, you... You
0: haven't been on WWE television. You haven't been on a Raw or anything in the ring yet. Haven't
1: you you seen my promos? (gasps) Mad pouty face.
0: Yeah, that's the pouty face you make about all the people playing uh, in an orchestra.
1: Mm -hmm. I, I don't even think you have music yet. No, I. you don't even have a titantron for me. You don't see me. I'm in the corners. I'm in the shadows. I'm in the background looking in the locker room and the catering. Everybody knows I'm at WWE events, but I'm not coming out until I can make my smooth entrance, which is exactly what I did at Night of Champions. I came out in a taxi cab, baby! Nobody saw you. You were in a cab with tinted windows. Yeah, that's what I do. I like to drop off the new talent, give them a little push, make sure they get where they're going.
0: But in no way That's it. why you're
1: bringing me into WWE, helping out the new guys. But Sting, no one saw, no
0: one saw that. Like, you didn't give them the proverbial rub as it, as the term is in
1: wrestling. Well, look, Scott and Harvard, Steve Sears, of Kurt Drix, I'm the icon Sting. And right now, that icon is two hands pushing wrestlers forward. Not seen, but unseen, driving to and from the arena. You could say I'm a bit of a chauffeur, even carrying people's bags. You're carrying people- You're- Wait, why are you carrying people's bags? Hey, I even drove Roman Reigns to the hospital. No, why did you do that? Because he (laughs) hurt his balls. (laughs) Is that? All right, look. Man, those nurses and those doctors were really uncomfortable when I showed up wearing the old face paint. Woo! You gotta do more
0: than this. Uh, Hulk Hogan's made it very clear that you should be... Uh, wrestling, guys, you should have another run.
1: Hulk Hogan! Hulk Hogan! Where's Hulk Hogan? Put me in a match with Hulk Hogan! That'll be what everybody wants to see. (laughs) Well, hold on.
0: I mean, people would be curious, I'm sure, but I don't think that's the first match they want to see.
1: Oh, like somebody else wants to wrestle me at Wrestlemania to see if the streak's back on. Goldberg!
0: (laughs) I suppose you could wrestle Goldberg for a new streak. But that's not,
1: again, no, that's not what people want to see. Uh, No, people want to see me sliding into WWE programming. Not making a big splash, not coming down from the rafters, not lurking in the shadows. No, no, no. They want to see Sting showing up in tiny little tidbits where you can barely recognize his face, giving the old proverbial rub on the back of someone's head in case it's sore.
0: (laughs) That's the thing. No one saw that. They only know that now because of the podcast and even that's a limited audience. Think of all the think of all the Japanese fans that don't speak English that don't know
1: that you were there because they're listening to this now. Well, they're listening to it now. You just got to get Sting's new translation podcast. <laughs> <What>? The Podcastatron. <laughs> what is that? It's a podcast that's about translations for podcasts. <laughs> If you just send me a self addressed envelope <laughs> for nine I'll make sure that you get a podcast transcript in Japanese for this very episode. Sting, that seems very convoluted,
0: and by hopefully, at that point, by the time somebody receives it, you'd be actually wrestling in the ring with someone. Well,
2: that's
1: the quickest way I get to wrestle, is by having really elaborate schemes that keep myself busy, because I'm all I'm doing is driving wrestlers to and from events, carrying bags, and cleaning up catering. I... Don't. I'm ready to wrestle anybody. I'm ready to give anybody the rub, baby. But trust me, they don't know what to do with me or where to put me. So they just got me in a locker downstairs. That's so sad. I feel so bad for you, Sting. Hey, you don't feel bad for me. I'm the stinger. I drink snake venom when I need to. <laughs> Why? Because I don't have a scorpion. They scare yeah. me.
0: Uh, well, Sting, I, I hope you get to keep your ideas and what you want to do in the ring and that you don't just have to drive everybody around. Um... You are adding more makeup to your face right now. You already have white face paint on. You Look, it's the you... only
1: wall I have against my
0: feelings in the world. Oh, Jesus, this got dark. Is this why you're driving a
1: cab with tinted windows? You know it. Steve Borden's dead. Sting forever. Until they need Steve Borden. Not really available for either. Will you join NXT? Yeah, you'll be probably seeing me at Full Sail University pretty soon. <laughs> Giving oh, William I... Regal a run for his money. <laughs> New general manager of NXT, a uh, Sting the
0: Icon. Oh, God, that bums me out, Sting. I hope things work out better than that.
1: Hey, you got it. You mind if I get some cab fare?
0: Uh, look, I don't have any. I gotta cab pay
1: for... myself if I drive around off the clock.
0: I bought Steve lunch and a coffee today. I really don't Hey, no,
1: it's cool. It's all right. I'll just push uh, the old taxi cab down the hill, and then I'll hop in, not use any of the mileage. Won't turn the meter on. Don't tell anybody. Uh, Except for all those Japanese guys. I'm going to have to give a transcript of this, too. (laughs) Okay. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. It is time for
0: Jerk Tweets. Each week, go to Twitter.com, Follow us at Curtain Jerks and send us your hashtag jerk tweets. They can be anything. They can be uh, questions about TNA or
1: WWE or ROH. And- or even what we had for lunch today, In-N-Out Burger. Oh, great. <laughs> Might as well scrap that jerk tweet. <laughs> I guess we should scrap the whole segment. Yeah, look, we answer them on the podcast, live for us. Yeah, you get your Twitter handle set out
0: there. You get the little chat back and forth. It's on the airwaves. and You'd be telling your friends like, Hey,
1: you know why I waste all my time watching wrestling? These guys talked about it. Exactly. And got a couple of old follower skis out of the old business ski by making your old tweet skis.
0: The first one we had here, uh, I I personally enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, I'll show you the picture in a second here, Steve. Uh, From Brittany underscore Hannah said, Enjoying listening to Curtain Jerks on the Road, but Atticus... Doesn't care much for the humor.
1: Now, that's the dad from... Jesus Christ, what is that?
0: Atticus is a dog. Oh, uh, that's a tongue, right? Yeah. Uh, so, it's, a you know, a, oh, one of our listeners listening to the podcast. and then uh, oh, Brittany
1: Hanna, she sounds like a radiant beauty.
0: <laughs> yeah, you bastard. Uh, um, that's the lady jerk, everybody. Yeah. Um, I'm quite fond. of her.
1: I'll say
0: it right now. I'm very proud of it. Uh, we've uh, said we love one another. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So biased, uh, favorite <laughs> jerk tweet. Uh, yeah, she's uh,
1: she
0: listened to uh, she, she listened to our podcast for the first time. She listened to some of the big episodes. You,
1: she turned off the episodes right when she got bored. That's what she said.
0: Uh, <laughs> there was one <laughs> where she's like, yeah, "I checked out." Yeah, the, I. But I, she listened. To I'll like say three that or four I, I appreciate
1: that. It's like. Oh yeah, I got bored, so I turned it off. You didn't fast forward, <laughs> you just turned it off. Yeah. That takes commitment, guys. It does.
0: <laughs> guys, don't get bored. Yeah,
1: and uh, you know what? For all the people who got bored about us talking about hot dogs earlier, but stuck around, lots of pigs and lips and butts for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. So many buttholes for you. Uh two nerds underscore one podcast said, I hereby challenge the two of you to recast MASH with wrestlers. Keep on jerkin. Hashtag
1: thank you, Steve Sears. Oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. new. Uh, Bunch of kiss asses. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so earlier, before we were recording, Scott said to me, Hey, are you familiar with MASH? And I said, the movie or the TV show. And he went, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I thought... I <laughs> saw
0: the movie once, and it's Robert Altman, so that means everybody... I was talking
1: at the... Over each night other, night. and then... You're Making sure there was uh, a storytelling.
0: Under- Meredith was a little... Yeah, muddled. I uh, don't like Mash, and then I never really watched the show.
1: I know there's the laugh track version, and then there's the non-laugh track version. Um, I know. I so I thought it'd be best if we both really unprepared then tried to answer Mash, and we just describe the characters as we remember them. Okay.
0: So, who's the main
1: two guys? Uh, so Alan Arkin, and then the guy who looks like he should have a beard but doesn't have a beard. Alan oh my Alda. God, Alan Alda. Yeah. So Alan Alda is the really tall guy. Sure. and then part like- of Gold, I imagine. Yeah. This
0: is the Vietnam show where there are a bunch of surgeons and doctors.
1: Well, it's an allegory for the Vietnam War, but it takes place during the Korean War, I think. Oh, racist. Yeah, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> Besides just spew all that hate yeah. that your father taught you. <laughs> yeah, so it was
0: a show that was... It, it was a movie first, and then it turned into a big hit show in America, like in the 70s, yeah. early 80s, 70s,
1: maybe? late 70s, early 80s. Uh,
0: and it was beloved, but I... Th- it's before Steve and I's time, but
1: Steve, I think, watched it in reruns. Uh, I did not. I remember watching it, not understanding it, but loving the song. The theme song is Suicide is Painless, mm-hmm. which is which, pretty
0: red. The movie has the lyrics of it, and then the show is just the th- uh, Yeah, theme. just the theme. Uh, for some reason, they don't want to play Suicide is Painless every week on television.
1: Yeah, strange, strange. <laughs> uh, so, Alan Alda, tall you guy. You can't do that
0: with advertising on the way.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. You can't have any sort of subjective content. Uh, well, let's start with the little guy, Radar, with the glasses. Oh, okay. Uh, so a little tech guy, a little nerdy tech fella. Yeah, a little nerdy tech fella. He's always working the radio, I'm guessing.
0: Oh, uh, boy.
1: Well, you gotta go, you gotta still
0: go with little guy. Spike
1: yeah. Dudley. Uh, yeah, I think Spike Dudley, that's great.
0: He's great in a war, because he can take all kinds of, you know... You sick bumps! <laughs> take yeah. all those sick bumps! Sweet bullet bumps. Yeah, bullet
1: bumps. frag, Fragmentary mind bumps. All
0: those fire table bumps from all those, uh... Oh, I was going to say something bad right there. <laughs> whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Well, <laughs> From all like, those
0: Vietnam enemies of ours. From Charlie. That's okay. Uh, Charlie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so then we're going to move into the old surgery theater, which is a big tent. And we got uh, Alan Alda, the tall guy, the, yeah. the charmer, one of the leads.
0: Yeah. A, a bit of a romancer, right?
1: I think so. Yeah. These,
0: they're all pretty charming. Uh, well, okay. I got an answer, but I don't know if you want to jump in I an want to hear it. Fandango.
1: Oh, of course. The fanciest. hmm Tall, elegant, lithe, good on his feet, good with his hands, saving lives, taking lives. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, I guess Fandango's great. Okay. And then the other guy, he's got a little bit of gray hair. He looks like he should have a beard, but he doesn't have a beard. I don't know what his name is. Okay, so
0: he's always like the voice of reason. Yeah, he's the
1: voice of reason. So what This is, for this guy, looks like he should have a beard, but doesn't have a beard, yeah. Chris Jericho
0: oh yeah. yeah keeping it uh, seasoned
1: his, seasoned pro yeah with his winnipeg sensibilities yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. good sense of humor interesting tats yeah and then that blonde lady oh yeah the blonde lady that everybody uh adores was but then after. she's like she's cold no 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 no
0: no no. so they uh always pull pranks on her
1: yeah right? yeah mm. Mm. oh wait are we talking about a prim and proper lady who's cold as ice, but yet incredibly attractive? That's right, Steve. Lana!
2: <laughs> oh. That's
1: probably the most irritating noise I've ever made in my entire life, was me just saying Lana like that. Lana! <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I said that like a fucking bagpipe. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's her. I'm the bagpipe, and I'm played by my own insecurities and anxieties. <laughs> I'm just a big pompous windbag. There's the
0: guy who's the cross-dresser.
1: I don't know who that... Who is that? Is he the the colonel? Is he an older guy?
0: He's a... Well, in the show, he's like a... He's a much older-looking guy. Like, he's got a really
1: aged face. Kind of looks like a Walter Matthau kind of guy, but he's not that old. Oh, he looks like a big walrus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember... I only remember this guy because... Uh, Wizard magazine, the comic magazine, back in the like late '90s, yeah. they would cast like fantasy comic book movies, like, okay. oh, let's we're gonna cast the Spider-Man movie. Dolph Lundgren's gonna be Venom, Eddie Brock, and something like that. The one what of their fantasy casting calls was for the Dark Knight Returns, and there's sort of the big fat guy who makes bombs for the Joker, uh, and they the little dolls that are bombs in Dark Knight Rises. Remember, he works for the Joker.
2: Uh, he looks
1: like a Donald Pleasance, like an American fatter Donald Pleasance, okay. the guy you're talking about. Okay. The crossdresser? So obviously yeah. I'm talking about Tensai.
2: It should be Tensai. That's
1: great. Yeah. That's great. That's a good one right there. That's a that's called the old 15-minute workaround to get to the thing I was supposed to be talking about. <laughs> uh, and then other than that,
0: uh, there's some hard ass, right? Like there's some hard ass... Oh,
1: there's all... Yeah, he's a, uh, he's got the pinch mouth pinchmouth. Yeah. He's, he's
0: like the dean in any college movie.
1: He looks like a mean Tim Conway.
0: <laughs> God, if we could
1: get Tim Conway on oh, God, you got Tim Conway on this podcast. We didn't greenline anything. Yes, yeah, it's true. It's true.
0: Uh, so we need a real hard ass that, you know, everybody doesn't like. But older, but, old hard yeah, yeah. ass. Oh, much older. Uh and you know, it's it's clear then who that is, that hard ass that nobody likes um who just lays down the rules and you're like, "Oh, what a oh, No, I
1: can't oh, this guy. Yeah,
0: uh, that's clearly Frankie Kazarian. Yeah,
1: it's obviously Frankie Kazarian, guys. What you couldn't see was me and Scott giving each other the diarrhea face because we didn't know what to say.
0: Yeah, so I went opposite, and that's all the mash characters I know. Yeah,
1: so hashtag jerk tweets.
0: <laughs> We're knight of champions heavy. Because there's a lot of important stuff that went on. There's something really important that went on. We've been... It's a battle for the United States pride, Scott. We've been We're so not invested. talking about
1: Syria and ISIS anymore. We're talking about Russia versus America.
0: Yeah, we're not talking about uh, uh, Sumeria versus ISIS.
1: Oh, wow. We're not. That's not what we're talking <laughs> no. about at all. I, ancient sumeria <laughs> dealing with ice you're right scott <laughs> yeah those delivery guys that
0: one of them's talking comfortably to the other and the other one's freezing. I, i'm sorry it's very cold well, your
1: sumerian death squad will not be able to get anywhere sir without your cold cool refreshment of an ice cube i was
0: referring to our time in la noir oh this is true
1: uh, <laughs> quick story scott and i were both in la noir as extras as uh, as actors like they had us doing the whole ping pong ball suits and Scott took to it like a pig in slop, and I was fucking nervous. And one of the scenes they had us do
0: was moving a gigantic block of ice.
1: Yeah, like big. Which, if you play that game, there's at one point where there's two people there's moving There's two up. identical elderly men <laughs> moving a block of ice. That's Scott and I. That's us. That's, we're doing that. Yeah. So Scott started improvising and, like, acting. Because they told us to. They told us to. The and director of Mad Men. Yeah. He said, what's that? Uh Mike Uppendall. Yeah. So they start talking. Scott starts acting and talking to me. I'm just like. Yeah. Uh-huh. P.S. P.S. <laughs> Which is really terrible because we're moving the black eyes.
0: Yeah. And that brings me to my point of Big E. We were invested in what happens when he goes up against Rusev. For, for the United States, up against Russia, P.S. Yeah. Jack Swagger, we're invested. We want him to win and for we're, and We were
1: invested in a bad guy, Scott.
0: Yeah. Turn good, P.S. Yeah. Nope. Mark Henry, world's strongest man. It's going to happen, P.S. Mm-hmm. Just disappointment after disappointment. I can say this coming. <coughs> <because coughs>
2: <coughs> oh, sorry, didn't, didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh,
0: Mark Henry's here. Mark Henry's uh in the studio. Oh, are uh, you beckoning me closer? I, well, I wanted you to get close to the mic. You're such a deep-voiced, low talker. I want to make sure the mics pick you up.
2: Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Just coming off my lost to Uh, that's.
0: I, I, I mean, we all thought you were going to win. I mean, it's kind of strange that, you know, Jack Swagger didn't even tap out to the accolade.
2: Well, like I guess you did. He could just say I'm helping the younger guys move up in terms of the viability and danger factor.
0: You seem really sad like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh.
2: Me? No, man. I'm alright. Just having a good time on your podcast. Thanks for having me. I know I wasn't invited. You are... Okay, you're really, really sad right now. What? can a guy just sit in this tiny chair with his giant, enormous body and quietly cry under the suit of his pink blazer?
0: I Well, we do a comedy wrestling podcast, I Mark. know, I
2: dressed up. You guys are real showmen. That's why I'm wearing this suit.
0: Well, you're the final segment. We usually like to end on some
2: type of, you know, really good bang, and you're just really, really sad right now. I'm sorry, am I bringing you down? You want me to hype it up a little bit? (laughs) Okay, if you want to hype it up some, sure. Well, uh... Everybody's gotta get down When you're gonna get down Get down Everybody get down Get down If you gotta get down Get down Everybody get down Get down To you get down Tap out to reset Okay, wait a second What is that? (laughs) I gotta ask, like
0: what, what is going on? What well, is it's happening? It's just, uh, just a little bit of a funk song I
2: was putting together. You, yeah, funk, like down in the funk, like not happy. You you seem depressed. Oh, hold on. Let me just try another little ditty and see if it raises your spirits. All right, another singing. Okay. Another song. We got the funk. But you got the funk. Everybody's got the funk. Rusev made me piss myself. <laughs> what? Okay, Mark. I was rooting for you. I think everybody was. We're America not. America was rooting for us. Yeah. Big Show said America was rooting for... Everybody was rooting for big old Mark Henry. You seemed
0: to give a speech on main event uh, this week where you, you were really upset at the fans and uh, blamed them because you were hurt. And then Big Show came out and tried to uh, pump you back up and say, hey, he's going to fight Rusev on, on SmackDown and things are going to be okay. And. Well, like you guys it's, are-
2: it's an interesting allegory because Big Show represents the military-industrial complex and private contractors encouraging me to go back to war. And I'm America, and I'm a little bit wounded economically. But, of course, if we go into a new armed <laughs> conflict, the private sector stands to <gasps> make literally trillions of dollars. So we think about it, wrestling's Pretty involved politically right now. Wait, I just want to make
0: sure that we're not talking about uh, Sumeria or ice. No, no, man, I'm just down in the dumps. Uh, look, it, I'm I'm glad that you found a, a silver lining to what's going on here, but. It still seems like your outlook is just really sad. And, you know, maybe hell in a cell. You could could go after Rusev again. Oh,
2: man. Helen Keller trapped in a cell. That's terrifying. How's she ever going to get out of there? What did you hear that I said? Helen Keller in a cell? Hell in a cell. What if you could even leave the door unlocked? It'll take her a while to get out of there. Well, okay. Uh, Mark Henry, I wasn't talking about Helen Keller in a cell.
0: Uh, I'm talking about hell in a cell the pay-per-view and match type that you've had for years and years and years in the company that you've been working oh, for for yeah. years Oh, yeah, Hell and in a Cell, yeah, you. Yeah. yeah,
2: okay. I'm glad we're back on board with one another now. Um, it's an interesting... It's interesting and fun to understand each other. <laughs> it's okay. Um,
0: I think you could still pull out a win. I don't think you need to give up
2: so quickly and be so depressed. So you're saying that if I a rematch against Rusev and Hell in a Cell... I should tap out even faster. I'm not saying that. What if you were to
0: fight Brock Lesnar for the title? You got to take out a guy like Rusev to be a credible contender.
2: Yeah, well, how am I supposed to do that? I tapped out to Rusev. Well, you a... just reminded me how I came not even face Brock Lesnar. Well, I, I look. Don't get, don't get up. Don't get up. I'm, I'm getting up, I'm, I'm moving. Oh my, oh my leg.
0: Oh my shoulder. <laughs> oh, don't, don't tap out to just you having a Charlie Horse
2: do not tap out to you having a Charlie horse in uh, your life. this chair and this floor just double teamed me and it's over. It's over. Mark, you're lying on the ground. No, just leave me here. Don't even feed me. Unless you got a burrito or something, just leave me here on the floor.
0: I, we can't leave you here on the floor for legal purposes, Mark. We have to ask you to just at least roll out
2: of the building or something. Alright, I'll just roll over here. Can I, can I just stick around for a little while? You're the world's strongest man. What happened to you? I've just been mismanaged and poorly booked as of late. You're blaming it on booking? Can't
0: everybody blame everything on booking? Well, Creative had something for you, Mark. I just thought that maybe you'd run with it. I thought I was too, and then I tripped. (laughs) It's all right, Mark. It's so sad what's happened to you. You used to be so strong. Yeah, but now
2: I'm going to get mad. And then I'm going to get sad. And then I'm going to get angry. And then I'm going to go healed. How can anybody have a Hall of Pain if they're a good guy? Hey, can I sell you tickets? Maybe you could bring an entire bus full of school children to the Hall of Pain. Uh-uh, you bring homeless people in and then you don't tell them where the bathrooms are. That's the Hall of Pain. I'm going heels, Scott Nauber, Steve Seuss. As soon as I get up off this floor. Just give me a little bit of time, just a few minutes. I'm very confused why Mark Henry is
0: cutting a promo on those cat toys on the ground. Mark Henry, Ah. so sad, so sad, used to be a a hero to America, and now playing with cat toys injured on the ground.
1: You know, they've managed to make American-centric guys bad guys as of late. It was funny that they gave Mark Henry, like, it seems really, it it was really kind of heartbreaking that they really went with the American angle with Mark Henry, and then he cried during the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. No, that's not right. No, No. Uh, The other one that's just the same, that means the same thing nationally to all of us. The anthem of our nationalists? Yes, the anthem of our nationalists. Uh, The anthem of our nationalists. (laughs) That's really clever. I
0: couldn't tell if those were uh, tears of sweat or sweaty tears.
1: He made them look like tears. Okay. But then the fact that he just tapped out, like, that's rough. They were like, oh, it's going to be great. That to me is, in a lot of ways, is almost more offensive than interrupting the... uh, The national anthem do you know for heel purposes Mm -hmm. like they're sort of building it up and then having him tap it's like yeah i know what you guys are doing but why what's the difference between interrupting it and then making someone sort of trying to work within that sort of national sort of pride thing there's a difference between interrupting it and then also destroying the momentum of it do you know what i mean yeah but there'll be the next one do you think there's gonna be another one? You think Mark Henry's gonna get a rematch against Rusev? He no no was destroyed,
0: Scott! It's gonna be the bunny that takes out Rusev. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Adam Rose's bunny's gonna fucking take Rusev down. That's true. He's gonna be doing it for the
1: collective of Watership Down.
0: That's right. That's more political smart stuff that I don't understand because I watch nine hours of wrestling a week while Steve reads books. Ah, man, what a great week. What a great week. Wrestling, Night of Champions, our contest. Uh, The lady jerk loves me. I love her. What good times. Good stuff, Scott. Good Uh, stuff. I'm so happy. You're getting married soon. Mm -hmm. Things are happening. You listeners can win a year of WWE Network for free. This is good times. We're trying to give back to you because we love you. We're going to get more guests coming up soon. Uh, it's just so fucking hot in the studio right now, it'd be torturous and painful to bring anybody in here.
1: Yeah, we're just waiting until the temperature drops a little bit, so it's not like we're inviting people to record in a sauna box. Yeah, I I
0: refer to it as a death sauna.
1: Oh, I like to think of it as the hole in a Georgian prison.
0: Yeah, either way, it, it is that. Um. So we're gonna get, we're gonna get this uh, all fixed up here, and we got some more surprises coming for you guys, and we're doing a double this week. So uh, you, when you hear us next week where it's uh, same bad time, same bad channel uh, just because schedules don't allow us to meet up each and every week because Steve's got gigs, I got gigs and uh, but we're going to have uh, more fun for you next week I, uh, I know for sure we're going to have Iron Sheik at the movies talking about Tusk so if you haven't seen Tusk the new Kevin Smith movie go check it out if you're ready for it <laughs> be braced for Tusk read the blurb, and then go, alright, I guess I'm ready for this. Because it's not a normal movie. I sat there with him. I sat with Iron Sheik and I watched it. And it was a it was a hell experience. Oh, it is crushed.
1: Excellent.
0: Yeah, Tell don't, don't, don't the lady. <laughs> I will. Um, so for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Arver. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids!
1: You've just listened to another episode of Curtain Jerks on the Comedy Podcast Network. Ah, free entertainment. Who
0: doesn't love free entertainment? I love it. It's free and I'm entertained. We don't ask for money. We don't ask for uh, uh, gobs of money. We don't ask for much. You don't need a credit card to ride this train. No way. But we do ask for something in return. We ask that you help us out. Uh, You help us out in the numbers out there in the wrestling world and that you share us. You get on soundcloud.com slash Curtain Jerks, and you follow us on there. You add to those numbers so it increases and other people can see that this podcast is something to jump onto, that this is funny and this is good and that you like it and then
1: you can share it. You can repost it on there, and you can like the episodes and comment on them, too. And when you share it and you repost it, if you had been commenting, everybody gets to see what you're saying. You know what that is? That's publicity. For you, the listener. Yeah, you may get more followers too out of this. Oh my god, it's it's all cyclical. Oh yeah, we make a funny joke. You make a funny joke based on that funny joke. That's called a callback. That's and, building
0: on a joke. And then we get super pissed off that we didn't come up with that joke. They're like,
1: son of a bitch, that guy's blocked. Yeah, that guy. I can't believe he made a joke based on our dick joke. He thinks he's the best dick joker. I'm gold dust blocking him. Yeah, with g- g- Lemueled.
0: Mm-hmm. And so you get to do that and that helps us out. That's huge. So obviously share this podcast with your friends and go to youtube.com slash Podcast. Follow us on there. Subscribe. Like us. Uh, comment on our videos. You got your predictions videos on there for the pay-per-views. You've got your wrestler pronunciation manuals on there. We even had that JR's barbecue taste test on there.
1: Yeah. Maybe you forgot. It was delicious. It's a video-sharing website. Share the videos as we share them with you. Yeah, getting
0: interactive. We want your interactivity. We want to hear from you guys. We like
1: talking with you. As much as wrestling fans don't seem to like to do that, we actually do. Yeah, you know what? Look, I understand when people say the internet and they say wrestling, and they think, you know what? Why doesn't anybody ever talk about wrestling on the internet? It's like there's no one's got any comments to make. I think everybody's got some comments to make. do it on YouTube. Do it on SoundCloud.
0: Guys, Triple H is a phony. He's trying to jump on the internet now with his Twitter and everything. And and the
1: WWE Network. He's pretending he's fan-friendly.
0: We are fan-friendly. We're
1: giving you a voice.
0: Let's talk shit on Triple H together.
1: Hand in hand, guys. Where's
0: that ponytail after all, Triple
1: H? I thought that guy had committed to his character, huh? Yeah.
0: He's a really good guy, and it seems like he really knows what's going on, Yeah, he seems like he's
1: taking care of that new talent. Uh,
2: (sighs) Ugh...